Welcome to the 6am Run Podcast. My name is Mark Paisant. I'm an avid runner, a certified personal trainer, a 6am Run ambassador, and host of the show. Be sure to head over to the website, 6amrun.com, to sign up today to get 20% off of your first order. Now, let's start the show. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the 6AM Run Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Paisant. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. We have a good one for you today. But as always, we start with saying this show is brought to you by 6AM Run, 6AMRun.com. Head over to that website to sign up to get 20% off of your first order. So, like I've said plenty of times, this show does have run in the title, but we don't always just bring on people to talk about running. We do want to talk about health, specifically a lot of times women's health. I'd be lying if I said that women's answers for health is clear and concise and easy to get to, but I'm not going to say that. That's why we have people like, and I am going to spell her name also, it is <laughs> Michelle Wisp away, and that is W-I-S-P-E-L-W-E-Y. Michelle, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Why don't you go and just introduce yourself for our audience? Hi, Mark. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. As you said, Michelle Wispaway. I am co-founder and president of Femgevity Health. I've been in the healthcare industry, specifically women's health, for 18 plus years, dating myself. And I've been on the diagnostic laboratory side. And when we founded uh, Femgevity, I really took a dive and exciting leap over into the femtech world. And I love that you call it femtech because I think that's the way most, I, I think a lot of businesses are going now. I work in the insurance world and insure tech is a big thing. We've seen healthcare providers go to the tech world and it just makes sense that, you know, health care for specifically women and a lot for menopause just goes to tech. I mean, everybody has a cell phone. Everybody has a computer. We're all remote. We're all virtual. Is that kind of your thinking when you, when you started this company? Yes. So, you know, Femtech was coined in 2016 and it's really more about innovative solutions for women's healthcare because there's been such a gap, not only in, you know, from menopause to sexual health to, you know, obstetrics, there, there hasn't been any R&D as there is in male products. So it's not so much of this virtual digital, but more it's about innovation. But we wanted to be able to bring solutions to women that are from the comfort of their home. And, and you're absolutely right about the, the R&D poor. I always say that if, if men were the ones that were carrying babies, <laughs> things would look a lot different. <laughs> In this world, but I'm not going to get into that. But um, I apologize. That was, uh, we, we, but I will digress and get into it. So, I mean, it's, it's I guess the easy question is, is somebody like you know, a woman to ask, oh, well, why'd you get into to women's health? Why'd you get into, but there must have been something that kind of called you to this 
portion of healthcare. We can go on and say there's there's not the R and D. We don't talk about menopause. It's one of those subjects that is kind of we kind of shy away from and. Once women get to this part of their life, then they should just accept it and move on. But why focus on this part of women's healthcare? So, women have for centuries menopause, and this stage of life is basically over. You're kind of dried out. You move aside. You're unattractive. You're going to have health issues, just self-esteem. And we wanted to really redefine aging and allow women to pick their own health narrative. And they haven't had the opportunity to do that. It's been, well, you kind of just have to deal with it. And it's been one option, whether it's just some pellets or a patch. And women need to have a say in how they're aging. So it's a combination of hormone balancing and longevity medicine and really bringing excitement. And we want women to be able to see like that this is a next stage of their life. It's a rebirth. So it's something that they get to look forward to. So there's something, um, the U-curve of happiness, right? So they say that in your 20s and 80s is when it's at its peak. And 40s is when it bottoms out and it comes back up at its highest in 50s. So we want women to be able to experience that. And you can... If you're if you're going about aging in a different way, and you have the right you have the right pathway on how you can redefine medicine. No, and I, and I like that, and I think it should be said now that that Michelle is very open and honest. She is not an OBGYN. This is something that she's passionate about. And as always, if there is something that's bothering you, men, women alike, but you know, please go see primary care. Look at your, you know, go to your healthcare provider, but you know, we have some good stuff that we're going to try and share with women today. And one of the things you, you kind of mentioned is, is kind of that, that time of life where women are kind of, okay, your time is done. And this goes back to the times where women were looked at as only important during childbearing years or child rearing years. Yes. But now we don't live in that society anymore. I, I hope we don't live in that society anymore, but some people may think that way. But not only with the sexual health or the menopause, like women also have to worry about other health care issues as they get older, osteoporosis being one, uh, heart disease being another. With your company, with what you do, do you help women with those other health care issues? It's a great question. Yes, we do. So the... The reason why during your perimenopause stage is that you should really take charge of your health and not avoid these symptoms and just kind of trudge through it is for preventative reasons. And one of there's been a lot of studies based around estrogen therapy that they actually estrogen actually prevents osteoporosis, cardiovascular diseases, um, diabetes, dementia, Alzheimer's. When you know progesterone, the loss of progesterone affects the, what your sleep patterns a lot and lack of sleep and insomnia lead to, uh, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and not Parkinson's, I'm sorry, dementia. And those are some serious diseases that you need to prevent by doing this now and not waiting to your menopause years. So it's really most effective prior. 
to hitting that 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 menopause stage. And that I'm I'm glad you brought all that stuff up because this is this is something that let's be honest, like this is not just something women need to worry about. Like I have a sister, I have a wife, I have daughters, mm-hmm. I have aunts. You know, we all have a woman in our lives that means a lot to us. And if we just let them worry about healthcare, we're not going to be good allies. So I think it's something that men also need to to know about because we have to be able to understand and even notice if we see some of our, our, our loved ones complaining about these things. So when someone decides to go over to, to Femgevity, and that's F-E-M-G-I-V-I-T-Y dot com, what does that, what, what do they get from the website? What do you help treat? What do they get? What services can they get from your website and your company? So what we are focusing on is modern menopause management, feminine reproductive longevity, and hormone balancing and restoration. So we do a combination of um, fully full hormone balancing assays. Um, It's from your TSH, your FSH, your LH, your estradiol, your cortisol, your progesterone, estrogen, um, and we even get down into like your lipids and things like that. Um, and then we actually offer longevity testing wrapped around epigenetics, environmental factors, nutrigenomics, micronutrient testing, gut microbiome. A lot of women don't realize that if your gut microbiome is not in sync, it actually affects your estrogen levels too. Cancer genetics. So that's how we're really able to get a full broad picture on everybody. And some of them are ex- some of them are covered by insurance. More of the the genomic testing is not. Um, so it is a out of pocket cost. So, but it's it's you know geared to what people are comfortable with. And I see that on. And by the way, the website looks amazing. Great. Oh, thank great you. job. Um, whoever is your maybe you did. I don't know, but it looks great. It, look, it looks amazing. <laughs> no, uh, we call him our Wolf Daddy. That's actually who who did our site. Uh, we call him Wolf uh, Daddy. I'm 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 not going to call him. Yeah, yeah, I apologize. I'm sorry, but uh, I'll, I'll let you keep that. Um, but it's a great looking website. But I see like things on there like depression, anxiety, fatigue, headaches. Like, are there things? And this is a rhetorical question, but I want you to answer it because are there things out there that some women in their late 30s, 40s, 50s may see as just oh, this is just part of me. This is nothing to worry about. That actually could be a sign of something more severe. Yes, absolutely. So menopause has a hundred, uh, perimenopause has a hundred plus different symptoms. Mm-hmm. Yes. So a lot of women just associate, for example, as simple as insomnia and fatigue, just their mind racing, things going on. You have things going on with the kids, maybe a fight with your spouse. Um, you know, there's joint joint pain is one of them. And people kind of write that off. One of the biggest things is heart palpitations. Oprah actually came out uh, a few weeks ago about how she spent years getting trying to get diagnosed and she kept on having heart palpitations. She went to various different cardiologists and EKGs and echoes and turns out that finally she went to a doctor that understood menopause and she said, you're going through menopause, you need estrogen. And Oprah said, there's quotes from Oprah saying that it changed her life from then on. So there's a lot of things that are overlooked um, that are perimenopause and I'm, you know, I'm 42 years old. So I'm like right in that age. So I have tons of friends that 
are always complaining about something. So, you know, I have to be careful because not everything turns out to that, but they're like, I'm not going through perimenopause. I'm like, okay, call me when you need me. So, but it's, it's when you lose hormones and they deplete, they make a woman's body work. It's like clockwork with, with your hormones. And once you lose a little bit of whether it's your estrogen and progesterone, testosterone's the main hormone for a woman, your whole functionality gets completely thrown off. And it's hard to diagnose because doctors are not trained on menopause in medical school. It's actually an elective. So there's a bunch of studies from AARP about that. And that's why there's a lot of, they just don't know what to do and they'll give a pellet or they'll say you have to deal with it. A lot of women are overprescribed antidepressants and um, anxiety medication for heart palpitations and just feelings of sadness. And it's because their hormones are out of whack. I actually spoke to a doctor yesterday and I, you know, I said to him, I was like, what are you doing for your menopause patients? He goes, Oh, I give them an SNRI. It's like, there you go right there. (laughs) And for those listening, I just kind of just rub my, my temple, my eyes, because it's just, and I keep saying this, like it's 2023. I, I, I'm not saying I, I know more than most people are. I'm, I'm that great of an ally or whatever, but it's amazing how, you know, for instance, I have, I have a, one of my daughters, I have two daughters and one of them has ADHD and talking to her pediatrician who said to me last year, oh, we're just finding out this about girls and ADHD. They don't exhibit it like boys. And for you to say, like, it's, it's amazing how over half of our population is women and we haven't taken the time to learn what you know aging looks like what menopause looks like it doesn't surprise me that that oprah had the palpitations and and no one figured it out until someone actually knew what they were talking about and and as a woman you know i i don't know you know i've had illnesses and stuff in the past where i went to that one doctor and he's finally like this is what it is and you're like oh thank goodness someone figured it out like it was so stressful right like that exponentially that happens more with women. And I'm assuming that's why you're in this space because we have to do more. We have to be specific with women's health issues. Correct. We need to niche it and that's what we are. And you need a specialist and that's what we are. We specialize in this stage in a woman's life and helping them understand that it's a journey and we breathe this every single day and we're going to constantly empower women to redefine their relationship with aging and making sure everyone is treated as a unique human being and they feel that they're heard. That's what we want. You know, Mm -hmm. during our consultations, women want to actually talk and feel like they're heard because a lot of them are just brushed aside and they're like this, if it doesn't feel right to you, it's not right. It's simple as that. And I think that's a good, I think that's a good, you know, kind of rule to use with a lot of medicine and healthcare. I I know, you know, the other, you know, show that I do relatively normal is on mental health and awareness. I know people, they'll go to a therapist and just not feel it and they'll just stick it out or they'll just quit altogether. And I'm sure there's millions of women out there who've just gone to that one doctor and they say, oh, you're just anxious and depressed. Here's Mm -hmm. this. 
or you know what, you're just going through menopause and it's, it's something like it's kind of so quick to make the diagnosis without actually having the conversation and actually looking at the experiences that has to be, and you, you've mentioned your age, you're, you're actually still younger than me. I'll say that, but, (laughs) um, but we're in the same generation, and, and and have you personally, have you had those experiences if you've walked out of a doctor's office and thought, I don't think they even listened to me. I don't think they heard a word I said. Yes, actually, I yes. Um, I, you know, I, I've been in healthcare my entire career, so I'm pretty loudly spoken, <laughs> and don't take no for an answer. But, you know, one of the things is I'll, I'll give you an example is that I had to have an unexpected hysterectomy last May. And um, it was it was it was I had to have more of it as a surgical procedure instead of just, uh, you know, uh, scopically. And the doc, this one doctor I saw, he wanted to completely cut me open, you know, just vertically. And it was pretty intense. And he was like, this is you have to do it this way. It just had, you know, he was very, it was an, an oncologist, a GYN oncologist, and he was very adamant about it. And I said, you know what? There's no way. I'm not going to be doing this. You know, fortunately, I have access to, I'm right outside of Manhattan. So I have access to a lot of um, doctors in that Manhattan area. So I did get some other opinions. And, and, but if I weren't in the industry, I think there would have been another woman in my shoes or could have been that just listened to him. And would have taken, you know, it took me two weeks of recovery and it could have taken me four months of recovery. So the way he wanted to operate on me. So I have, I have been there a little bit of different of a situation, not a menopausal right. situation, but same, same mindset. Right. And I, I don't think I, and I, I don't hear a New York accent or maybe I, maybe I'm just not. <laughs> well, I am Jersey. That's, give me a minute to say some coffee. <laughs> If you want, I can flip a table. No, I, you know what? I'm not going to stop you <laughs> from doing that. But go ahead. <laughs> but um, that's that's awesome. That is I, I. I'll never hear coffee the same way ever again. I will never ever hear that word. Chocolate. Uh, thank. Can you stop ruining words that I use every day? Like, geez. All right. Back. We're doing a show, by the way, people. We're doing a show, and I do want you. I do want everybody to go to her website, but um, I, I do want to ask you one thing because I think this comes up a lot in health and fitness, and people think, "Oh, it's so basic, like that can't be right." But regardless, if you and I are talking about women's health or menopause or, or young kids or whatever longevity, like there still comes. The parts of you know diet, nutrition, correct sleep, getting the right you know minerals, vitamins, and minerals that you need, all that good stuff. Do you also help women with making sure that they understand that just the basics, like to make sure as you get to this stage in life? And a big one, of course, is calcium and vitamin D. Those two things in a woman's life. Do you help women know that nutrition and diet and sleep aspect of uh, of menopause also? Yes, absolutely. That's why we have our longevity piece tied into it. Um, because not only with your balance, your, your hormones need to be balanced, but you actually need the longevity piece with extending your lifespan for as long as possible to prevent disease. And it's, you know, it, it, you have to op- optimize your health. 
in order to be able to live live your longest and best life, right? Like, what do you want to do when you're 90? You want to be able to get up off the floor on your own. So there's a lot of things and we're big advocates of sleep. Um, myself and my the other co-founder were huge with the aura rings and monitoring your sleep cycles, um, making sure, you know, we're big advocates of Peter Atia. We follow a lot of him and Andrew Haberman with their longevity medicine. And, and we encourage women to work out in, you know, zone one and two, and then also zone, work out in zone four and five to optimize, you know, their VO2 max. We, um, you know, we're big fans of a lot of, of the fasting, depending on what is right for you. And that's why we also do these micronutrient tests in nutrigenomics, because just because you eat a certain way and that's the fad doesn't mean that's the best way for you. So really to know what your body is depleting, you need to really figure out what it is, right? Mm -hmm. And along comes with like a lot of regimens. We're big fans of, you know, if you have access to an infrared sauna, um, those are big for blood pressure and cortisol and even menopause symptoms as well with regulating your cortisol levels. So we really, that's why it's a full scope. It's a little different what, what we do. It's not just menopause only because it ties together. Yeah. And I think if, if anybody's out there and, and I, I know a lot of runners listen to this show, but if anybody's out there and wondering what, you know, zones one, two, three, four, and five are, do some research on those. It's about heart rate and it's about what your body is burning. And I think you bring up some extremely good points especially on the regiment, because somebody will go out and they say, I work out every day. And you're like, they're in zone five every day. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you laugh, but that was me for the, for the <laughs> longest time. I was just go out running as hard as I could every day. And, and I felt terrible, but I kept doing it. And it's like, once I realized what those zones, because I saw it on my watch and I was like, that's weird. I want to get it higher every day. But then I started to realize what those zones were for, were for a heart rate. And then, you know, making sure that the infrared sauna you talked about, we just bought one for our house. So it is. So did we. It, it's oh, the greatest thing ever. It's, it's awesome. Ever. People go, go get one. And stress relief is just amazing. Ama- amazing. My amazing. blood pressure is so low. Sometimes I think I'm dead. It's amazing. <laughs> it's done wonders for my blood pressure. And she'll be here all week, everybody. Please tip your servers. I didn't. I didn't know we we're going this direction, but no. But but you're absolutely right because, I mean, they are just. And again, people may hear you talk and like, oh, it cannot be that easy. And at no point are you saying this is easy. There's people out there with actual, you know, physical ailments. There, you know, you know, mental ailments, internal ailments that that need assistance. But a lot of the time. It's how we live our lives. And a lot of the time it's like, all right, I wonder why my blood pressure is so high. I, I, I take care of myself. And it's like, well, you eat out three days a week, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then it's also the person that you kind of talked about. It's like, well, I just, I'm not a good sleeper. Like I'm 45 years old. I'm just not a good sleeper. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, let's, let's at least get the hormones checked. Mm-hmm. to see if there's anything that you really have no control over because you, you and I don't know if you have kids. I never asked you if you have kids. I don't, you don't have to answer that question. I have but two. You have two. Oh, good. So you have two kids. So I knew, I say I knew, I found out what childbirth does to a woman's body. And it's unique for every woman. But like immediately 
the thyroid goes up and down for my wife. The weight gain, the weight loss, the sleeplessness, the, you know, the progesterone, the estrogen, the testosterone. It's like, this is, this is something that I cannot empathize with. Not because I don't want to, it's because I'm not a woman. I have no <laughs> idea. So we need women like you who can actually come here and educate the masses on what we at least need to look for in women's bodies as they change. And I'm sure, I'm sure as you know, a lot of women, they don't know either because we weren't taught this. Biology class didn't teach us this. Yeah, they teach you, you have sex ed class, mm -hmm. but you don't have anything about the changing of women's bodies, right? You, the, the young girls get to change, get the, get taught about their periods and what happens, but they don't get taught about the next stage, which is the biggest stage because, you know, perimenopause can last, you know, seven to 10 years. And, and, and menopause is just one day. It just the day that you haven't had your period in 12 months. So it just, you know, it, it's, like your birthday, it's one day and it passes and it never happens. Well, the birthday, yeah, every year. Menopause, you just have once. But yeah, it, it's, it, but the thing is, there's no, there's never been any glamour to it, right? And, you know, talk, teaching girls about the birds and the bees and in school and about when they're going to get their period is, you know, they're going to get married and have babies. But menopause has been like, oh, you're going to be dried and shriveled up and no one's going to want you anymore. <laughs> you know, like, and, it just it's just the reality and we want women to understand that aging is like sexy there's there's this confidence about it right when you're an older woman you know what you want you don't really care as much as about like the the nitty gritty the like the nonsense and this is a chance for you to really like own who you are and want to be and that's also stays within your legacy of, of your children, especially your daughters and that you want them to see not mom that's insecure because she's getting a little older and her ovaries aren't producing anymore. This is mom who's okay. She is strong and she's confident and she knows what she wants. So. And I, I amen to all of that stuff because I, you know, my daughters are nine and eight and they have their whole lives ahead of them, but and you want them to to grow up with that belief that, you know, their life doesn't end at fifty. Like, mm -hmm. and and think about think about the the differences and what we how we acknowledge or how we describe men at that age and women. Like men are, are seen as like the catch, the yeah, oh, he's fine wine, fun. yeah, yeah, exactly. And and nineteen ninety five Barolo. Very specific. Um, so uh, I, I was going to go with like a, a, you know, a Charles Shaw, but um, which everybody out there, that's two buck Chuck from Trader Joe's. I'm I knew that. Uh, I knew that was my husband likes wine. We used to get that in our 20s. Oh, it's I feel terrible now. Um, get it in our 40s. Wow. Wow. Just just I'm catching strays here. I'm trying to be not catching strays. Uh, <laughs> But I, I go back because I know there, there's, first of all, the, the thing you mentioned about menopause being one day, I learned something today. I learned, I, and I'm 44. Like, I shouldn't have learned that today. I shouldn't have learned that today. But I did. And I think that just goes to show you of not only what we don't know, but what people aren't teaching 
-hmm. Like that seems like a very easy thing to teach. Like that, we're not asking you to have entire semesters about menopause or entire, but it is something that when we talk about aging, I took an aging class in college. I took an aging class, a, 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 a sociology class, 400 level class on, on aging and death. And I cannot remember one day. Actually, I do remember one day that menopause. So a semester, we talked about menopause for one class. Hmm. That's interesting. And, yes. One class. One class. Uh, we talked about grandparents having sex for more than one class, which was really <laughs> weird for a college-age student. I don't know why I'm, I'm staring <laughs> blankly into the abyss because I'm really upset now. Um, but, so, but, nice but that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that, yeah, really, uh, uh, um, but again, like we're, you and I are joking, laughing, have a good time. But at the end of the day, it's like, like, we're not teaching this. We're not being taught. Mm -hmm. So as much as I appreciate what you're doing, as much as I appreciate what you're starting with Femgevity Health and, and, and I, I it's femgevityhealth.com is, I, I, I like that you're in this zone, in this arena, in this, but we got to start before. We have to start before. This has mm -hmm. to start early in people's lives so they are at least, at least for the young women out there, like their bodies are going to go through so many changes from they start puberty earlier mm -hmm. till they childbearing years. And it's their responsibility when it comes to birthing a child and, and being responsible to having to go into the workforce, to having to be the child rear, to having to be the, the homemaker, to now having to deal with their own menopause. Like that has to be one of the toughest things that somebody can go through in life is having to deal with all of that. And then you get to the end of it. They're like, oh, we really don't know much and we didn't teach you much. Like that's got to be so infuriating sometimes. Exactly. And there's a huge gap with, like you said, men being educated on this phase of a woman's life, because this is when you're getting into a lot of communication and marital and relationship issues. There's actually been a lot of studies done recently in the past couple of years that divorce is at its highest rate during these menopause areas of a woman's life, because a lot of things happen, right? She's, if she's not treated, she's emotional, she's angry, you know, there's libido issues, you know, lack of sex in a relationship becomes a really big issue. Then you start having, you know, infidelity and things like that. And marriage divorce attorneys are not trained in menopause. And then you get into the issue, well, should they? But why would they? Because then they'll be out of business. But think about, if you think about, you know, people that you've known or your friend's parents that got divorced and you think about like, oh, well, what's the age? My father or whomever had no idea what was going on with my mother or my grandmother. There's this big gap of, of, of education for men and then not knowing what's going on. And actually our, when we started and our marketing company was doing our strategy, they actually found that 50% of, of people, uh, Googling and researching about menopause symptoms are actually men. And we have men come to us and message us and to contact us very often about their spouse or, you know, whomever it, that woman in their life that they don't know what's going on and she needs help. And can you, can you do treat these symptoms? So it's, it really needs not even for 
like health, that's one thing, but then there's also your like your personal relationships mm-hmm. and, and, and your family. I think that I think that part is not talked about enough, what you just no. mentioned. No. So I did an Instagram video and uh, on it and it got, you know, one of the most views that we've ever gotten. And, you know, I, I'll do a few more because it's interesting because no one wants to talk about it and no one wants to talk about the, you know, the, the, the husband that's in the office that's having an affair with his secretary because the wife is going through menopause and she doesn't want to have sex at home. No one wants to talk about that, but it's actually, it's real. It's real. And it's, you know, obviously there's a thousand other issues that could be the cause of it. But, you know, if, if you have your, uh, an issue with your testosterone, you're going through menopause and the husband or whomever doesn't know about it, it's, it's a real issue. Mm. It definitely is a real issue. And talk about, you know, we, we talked about the, the hormonal impacts, the so what society has done with menopause and relationship impacts, things like that. But there are women out there that, that literally don't want to talk about this, mm-hmm. that they want to go through it. And there's still a stigma associated with menopause. I don't know, will it ever go away? The same kind of stigma that is associated with mental health, the same kind of stigma that is associated with, you know, just taking care of yourself or or anything like in our society, menopause is that subject that we we, we talk about behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. It's like more people will talk about their pay and their taxes than they will about and politics <laughs> and politics. Like we'll yell and scream on Facebook about <laughs> politics. But once it comes to menopause, it's like, hey, come over. Let me, let me talk to you real quick. Why? Why? In your opinion, professional or personal opinion, why? Why is that? Like, why are people so afraid to have? And, and I don't want to say people like there's still women, a lot of women who are just afraid to have this conversation. It, it's been taboo. And I think a lot of it comes down to women being frowned upon and embarrassed about aging and not feeling wanted and needed and feeling like where is their new spot right now? You know, cause they're not in their childbearing years. They're, they, they've, you know, raised their family. They, they don't have grandkids yet. Their kids aren't fully grown, but they're growing up. And it's like, where are you? You know, it, they're trying to figure themselves out. And so it's, it's something that it, it's a very vulnerable time in a woman's life and our society has not made it okay to be vulnerable. And, um, I mean, I'm a big advocate of just, you have to be vulnerable to, to grow and to learn and to really break through to yourself, but also other people. So I think as we learn that phase of life and, 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 you know, to back up is this taboo of menopause. No, this is not going to be forever. You know, I think with the femtech industry and just how menopause has been highlighted and just how much it's been spoken about, you know, you have articles in the New York times coming out and there's, there's just tons of, there's a lot more about it now than there has been. And this is just the beginning. Yeah, I think, you know, as you're saying that, I'm thinking, you know, there's, there's, we've had quite a few women CEOs and women C-suite executives. And, and I, I, I can just imagine if one came out and 
told the world they were premenopause or going through menopause right now. Just like anyone will come out and say, hey, I'm taking a break for my anxiety, taking a break because I need this back surgery. You know, say it as easy as that. What the 24-hour news cycle would say about that woman. Like, would they be kind? Would they just, you know, would the jokes come out? Would, you know, and I don't know that answer. Like, I don't know that answer. And I'm, I'm ashamed to say I don't know that answer because someone should be able to say that. I think it gives people a lot of deep thought. There was actually just an article that came out, I think it was in the Times about a week or so ago, about women, uh, menopause in the workforce. Because there's there's a lot of studies that show during during those menopausal years on how much work these women miss, and um, I've spoken to some people that work at like HR, big corporate companies, and health and benefits, and the women, the spouses that have their family on their health care insurance, the, their premiums actually spike the most during having a spouse in menopause years. And w- one of the phases that we're going to eventually do is employee like biometric screening and things like that. Um, because it, it is, it is real. They miss, women can miss a lot of work. Imagine, you know, sweating profusely in the boardroom at a meeting. It's, it's, or having a panic attack. It's debilitating. And women, especially if you're executive, you know, you're just in survival mode to get through work that day. So I think that we're going to start seeing more and more of, of those things open and the way things are now, like politically and ethically, they kind of have to. You can't yeah. not do it, right? You get paternity leave, but you can't give for leave for a health issue for women with if they're having like cardiovascular issues and heart palpitations from their perimenopause symptoms. So I think we're going to get there. Yeah, all, all because these are things that that women can't control. Like it's just it's a part of it's a unique part of that woman's life, and yeah, can we do things to to help her, you know, work through it, things like that? But I can't even imagine what that first hot flash feels like, or what that, that person is going through in their head, and and I mean, it's a it's a it's kind of a gateway into an, uh, uh, another part of their life that they're, mm-hmm. they're they're starting that they didn't they didn't walk to the door, like they're not the ones that got up and walked to it, but it just hey. We're opening this thing up for you. It's like, here, walk through it, go. And it's like, I can't even imagine as a man, like what that, what that even feel like. But, um, Michelle, this has been great. I appreciate your time. Please tell people how they can read more about you, hear more about you, see more about you online. Thank you, Mark. It's been amazing being here. I appreciate it. You can find us at femgevityhealth.com. You can find us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, um, we have a lot of some videos online and um, a lot of education material on our website as well. Awesome. If you guys go to that website again, that is F-E-M-G-E-V-I-T-Y health.com. You can sign up and schedule your own free consult, your own consultation, and you can chat with them. Again, great website. I think they're in a great space. I hope that not only women learn more about this but as she says half the people even googling menopause are men so if you have any questions reach out to michelle michelle thank you so much for being a part of the show i appreciate you have a great rest of your day okay thank you it's been an honor
Thank you, as always, for listening to the 6AM Run podcast. Again, I'm your host, Mark Paisant. Please like and subscribe to the show so you don't miss any of this amazing content. If you can, we would love if you left us a review. Remember to follow us online and use hashtag 6AM Run to connect with the greatest group of runners and fitness enthusiasts in the world.